to the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, occasionally the OVC, and right now the CDC and uh, yeah, that's about it. Bring you everything related to Austin P athletics. Thank you to our friends at CDE. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Kruger. Welcome to the nation's top ranked podcast that washes its hands on a regular basis. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Uh, not so great, but not so bad as, you know, I'm much like everybody else. We're in the same stupid boat here. Yeah. You know, haven't left the house in like five days. So, wow. I left the house the last two days, but not to do anything, uh, particularly good, smart or helpful. One thing I've noticed here the last couple of weeks, and cert- something I've certainly enjoyed doing that I didn't think I was going to enjoy doing so much, watching old games, because there's nothing new on. So right. CBS, Fox, ESPN, everybody's just kind of running some of the back catalog. And I watched the 1997 Kentucky-Arizona national title game and got super into it the other day, even though I knew what happened. It was still nice to see some old faces again. I- did a whole lot of Googling and Wikipedia. I'm like, what? Miles Simon, what happened to that guy? Turns out not much. But uh, that got me thinking, what are some of the greatest APSU games? If we had the capability, it'd be cool to see. The greatest APSU games. Um, for baseball, my favorite one was the Jacksonville State Alex Robles walk-off Grand Slam. I think my freshman year, sophomore year, he picked yeah. He pitched the Saturday game and had, like, 14 strikeouts and got the win. And then Sunday, he had a walk-off grand slam in his last OVC game at home. Uh, we were, And it wasn't like a walk-off grand slam where, you're like, if you're down one and you hit a walk-off grand slam, that's cool. Or if you're tied and you hit a walk-off grand slam, it's cool. It was like, we were down three runs, and he hit the walk-off yeah, grand slam. Like, the walk-off grand slam down three is the best. Wasn't that also the same weekend he became a naturalized citizen? Yes. Yeah, big weekend for the Roby. Big weekend for him. Yeah. Uh, I want to kick it back way old school. I would have loved to have seen one of these the way, way back in the day, like the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Our football team would play the uh, the Fort Campbell All-Stars, basically. It's like high-level college guys and uh, former pros who were serving in the military stationed at Fort Campbell. And they did this for about a decade, and I always saw. I mean, that's that's just not something that you could. That's, that's not, not something, something happen a lot. Yeah, that's not something you get to do anymore. So that'd have been cool to see. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, the whole the whole basketball run my freshman year that would be fun to watch again. I may have that somewhere. The SEC Network's doing those takeovers where they showed let the teams like pick like 24 hours of programming just for their school. And my dad's like, oh, there's all these Tennessee games stuff on. It's like, yeah, but they're all games from the last two years. Like, those don't, like, if I want to watch an old game, I, want, I don't want to see something from, like, the past three years. I want to watch something from, like, the 2000s when I, like, that I haven't seen in a while. That was what was great about, like, 
on I guess it was Saturday or Sunday. I can't the days all blend together now. But like CBS just ran nonstop national title games last week. Like they followed up Kentucky Arizona with the Duke Butler national title game where Gordon Hayward missed the half court three at the buzzer, and it was incredible. Now they cut away to talk to the president during the last five minutes of that, and that part wasn't as great. But still, it's kind of the thought that counts, right? Right. Speaking of uh, NCAA tournament, it's been cool to see the uh, the '87 team that beat Illinois. It would have been cool to see. It'd be cool to see some of the the fly teams. It might have been more cool to see some of those games in the little red back. barn. Yeah, I've had to go back and do some research for somebody who was looking for some Leonard Hamilton photos uh, when he was an assistant coach here during that era, and I saw some, like, the Red Barn was people basically standing on one another to watch Fly play. Like, that's that's how... Everybody wanted a piece of the Fly? Yeah, that's that's what kind of draw he was. Imagine if he would have got four years. Yeah, I know. You you bring up a good one about baseball, and one that I'd like to revisit was uh, 2000, I want to say 12, when the Govs visited Oregon. This one with the missed tag call and all that. The missed, yeah, the missed tag game and everything. Because that was, that was pre all the games being televised, and I hadn't even started working here yet. So I was following along on social media and from some first-hand accounts of people who were at the game, and it seemed like that that there was some uh, there was some consternation among the masses about uh, whether or not that tag got applied. So it'd be be nice to go back and see that one. I would like to see that from my own eyes. I've heard it from multiple people, but yeah, multiple sources confirmed that that was not great. I'd like to get my eyes on it. I'd also like to see some of the uh, the old school records in track and field that still stand, like. From 2001, I think there's a high jump and a long jump record that are both still hanging around. And you know, I was scrolling through that a couple of days ago, looking for uh, today in golf history, and I think you're right on the high jump. Yeah, we we've come a long way since then, and it'd be kind of cool to see people, you know, nailing it in like 1997. Yeah, usually track and field records fall somewhat regularly, and like 19 years for a high jump record seems like a long time. And we've had some pretty good high jumpers come through here over that time. Right. Speaking of things we'd like to see, we'd have liked to have seen the rest of this season come to fruition, and it did not. And that left us wondering about the spring that never was and what, low, what might have happened. I will go first on this. I think track and field wins the OVC Outdoor Championships as well. I think Savannah Amato comes back. She, along with Carlin Schutten and Morgan Bradley, sweep or come darn close to sweeping the pole vault podium. And I'll put my Gov, money on the sweep. The Govs make it back-to-back titles to start Valerie Brown's head coaching career at Austin P. And it might have ended it, too, because if, if they'd swept back-to-back titles, it'd have been <laughs> we'd have been hard-pressed to keep her. Uh, along the same lines, I'll put I'll take the tennis team to go back to back and the women's tennis squad to go back to back OVC titles as well. I'll take the women's squad to go back to back OVC titles, and I'll I'll raise you a dark horse. I think the men's team makes the championship game, the championship match. There you go. You heard it here first. Uh, 
You you heard it here only. They're not going to do it because there's nobody playing. Even with our women's team not playing this year, they're still going to return 95% of the lineup next year, and they're still going to be a force to force to be reckoned with again. What do you think might have happened with the softballers? Could, had you gotten a chance to watch them yet? Because I had not. I hadn't got a chance to watch them. But they've, they've got, I mean, they've gotten better every year I've been here, I feel like. Uh, losing they Morgan Rack, losing, losing, losing someone like Morgan Rackle hurts, but I think this year they didn't have they didn't have a Morgan Rackle on the mound, but they had four or five pitchers they could go to instead of instead of I don't know, I, I wouldn't say just one, but they didn't have they had four or five I think they were ready to go to when they needed to. I was really impressed with how some of the hidden numbers were coming together. Uh, I don't know if anybody would have emerged as kind of that all right, here's our horse, here's our ace, here's who we're going to turn to. We know whenever we need a big game. But I do think that they would have challenged – I think they'd have challenged anybody offensively, and I think it's a real shame that we didn't get to see kind of the core of that lineup gel together. I think the coronavirus was the only thing that could stop Lexi Osowski's bat at this point in the season. Yeah, I mean, she was uh, – she she's heading towards Daniel Learman territory if she keeps it up. Yeah, and she well, is she a sophomore, so she's got she she's got time. Yeah, she's got she's got some time. Um, baseball, I'll let you kind of take the take the point on that one. You've gotten to see more of it than I have. I haven't got to see any of it so far. Uh, it's kind of similar to that Mike Trout article I saw yesterday. We're getting robbed of some of Mike Trout's best years, and like for Austin D baseball, we what we get Garrett Spade for two more years now, and just missed one of like. He was he was incredible last year. He was off to a good start again this year. He's getting he wasn't getting as much to hit, but he was starting to heat up a little. And then Corona, and now that's done. And they hadn't hit the baseball team hadn't hit their stride yet. But it's the non conference, so for the us, the OVC. I mean, unless you have a team like Tennessee Tech and you're out here beating Ole Miss and the Supers, you're, it doesn't matter what you do in the non conference. And it was all going to matter to conference, but you never got a chance to see what they were going to do in conference, and that's the problem. Yeah, that sucks. And I also, I think Skylar Luna was starting to put together something kind of special. Maybe there there was a hint of freshman of the year in him that I he was leading to. the team in RBIs. Um, Alex Hay was starting to hit a little bit. Uh, there's this who was the kid playing first base? Foreman, Delancey, one of those two. Actually, they were both hitting a little. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it was all coming together, and it sucks that it got taken away. Golf, I mean, golf's same way. Uh, I think Megan Stamps may have had a a sp- senior spring run in her, similar to kind of how Reagan Green did, um, where she may have found her way, fought her way to the top of the leaderboard at OVCs. Uh, I don't know that the men would have won. OVC, but I think they would have given themselves a real chance as part of that match play component now to be there right at the end. We'd already seen them in match play be very, very successful in their first uh, spring outing at that thing at uh, uh, Florida. Yeah, in Florida that George Washington put on. And I was really looking forward to getting to see that in person because I'd never seen them play match play before. So, yeah, another uh, <sighs> regrets we've had a few. All right. What else we got? Social distancing. 
Are are you guys are you guys social distancing responsibly over there in the Krieger Remy house? Yeah, we're six feet apart right now. Um, haven't left the house in a couple of days, so you can at least like walk outside. No, I haven't been outside in like three days. You a little vitamin D would be good for you. I take vitamin C gummies. Anywho, um, I guess the last thing I want to touch on. Uh, is the the much ballyhooed Michael Jordan documentary uh, getting moved up and a lot of things getting moved up. And I think while that's not something that we would have liked necessarily, like I don't think it was 100% necessary in other climbs to move up or delay every movie this summer. It is kind of nice that as a parent, it's been phenomenal to have Frozen 2 to distract my son two to seven times a day. Two to seven? I can can recite most of it by heart. I never saw the entire first movie, so I should probably do that first. I don't know that I've ever seen any of them consecutively. Like, I've never watched... I've never sat down and watched 90 minutes of whatever it is. It's always been... It's just always on? Yeah, it's, well, it's 10-minute increments until he gets bored and goes and does something else because he's two and he has no attention span. And then he comes back to it. Yeah, Daddy Elsa. No, buddy. You weren't watching it. Daddy Elsa! Yes, yes, we will watch Elsa. Okay, well, that's enough of this. So we'll take a break. And we actually have a guest this week. It's Jordan Harmon of the OSP Development Office, uh, assistant AD for athletic development, former baseball player, uh, aware of many hats. We got Dusty Fresh and Biz Marquee. Rock it to the beat in the place to be. We got Biz Marquee and DJ 20. So hit me with the horns and make that money. During this time of social distancing and really defining ourselves and understanding, you know, what really makes us us, I think it's important to have uh, someone like Jordan Harmon, former Austin baseball player, turned Austin employee, living the dream, as his Twitter bio says, on to give us some inspiration, some, uh, some, some encouraging words for trying time. So, uh, Jordan, thanks for coming in today, uh, or coming on, or whatever the heck this is. So, uh, give us give us some of those. Give us some of those encouraging words. Through this, right? A day at a time, you uh, you get locked up in your house and about uh, the good things you do have, the opportunities that you do have, and uh, and uh, just trying to get through this with everybody else. So currently, we don't have baseball. Baseball's been a huge part of your life. How are you coping with the lack of baseball? It is it is very different. And um, you obviously miss baseball, and you don't really know what to do with your time, but I think it's so much bigger than that. I mean, it's sports. It's the past so many years of my life, you go over to softball or you go 
watch beach volleyball or spring football practice or tennis or go to the golf course. And just the absence of really what you, you come to realize makes up a majority of your life has um, kind of been interesting to go through because you, you learn to pick up new hobbies and you learn uh, how much you really do care about uh, those sports and those student athletes as well. Does it feel like you're almost having to do this again because you just did it a couple of years ago when your playing career ended and you kind of had to make that transition from one season of life to next and now you're you're almost having to do it again? Um, not not too much. This one's actually more extreme because from college into the real wor- world, you transferred from practice and games into job and um, requirements you had to do in your life, bills and yard work and what have you. Uh, but now it's kind of gone from a whole lot of everything. You're always at work. You're always at games. You're always in being a part of uh, the athletics world and then nothing. It is, uh, it's definitely an adjustment. I've, I've picked up fishing. I hate fishing. Um, so, so that's, that's been interesting. You, you look for things that you can kind of do from a socially distant standpoint and uh, realize what you do and don't like. <laughs> What are some of the transferable skills between sports and what you do now? Oh, I think there's so much between just the simple fact of being on time consistently, learning a schedule, being committed to that schedule, uh, teamwork, uh, passion, kind of the word I, I've come to learn and think is a really good word to use is grit. I think grit is a is a good way to describe battling through and understanding and coping with adversity and i think uh sports and student athletes have to deal with that quite frequently and although it may seem like just a game that is as we're seeing now lives to a lot of us a lot of these people so transferring that to the real world and and having that grit and that commitment to whatever you're doing uh is a huge piece of of that how do you make connections to not just what you're doing now, but just in general? I feel like a, such a huge part of your career and your life has been making people feel not just wanted, but needed and important. Uh, I think it's building relationships, and I think it's being genuine. I mean, at the end of the day, whether it's uh, an athletic supporter you have that relationship with that you care about that you're checking on right now to make sure they're okay. And, and, and they are important because they come to the games and they support and they, they give financial uh, donations that support the programs as well. But then you've got your coworkers that you build relationships with and they're important in supporting uh, the, the, the vision of Austin P and Austin P advancement and athletics. And, and then you've got your friends and your family that are also important because they keep you sane. And I mean, we're seeing that at a time like this. I mean, you kind of, you kind of uh, lean on these people that you're closest with and you lean on people that you care about. And, and I think that is the biggest thing is just getting people to uh, have genuine relationships with you because I think that's the most important part. How do you convince people to give you money? How do you like? How do you convince them that you, your mission and what we're doing at Austin P is important enough to support monetarily? Well, first and foremost, I believe in Austin P. I believe in Austin P as a whole, the the top down, and I'm in Austin P Athletics and what we're uh, what we're trying to accomplish. I um, I try not to convince people to give me money. I try to find out what their 
passion is and try to fulfill that for them. So if you, going back to our previous question, if you build a relationship with someone and you have a relationship with someone, then you can have those conversations. Okay, I know that you have the ability to do this. Is it something you'd be interested in doing? If so, what would you like to do? How would you like to do it? And we work through that together. It's more of a, uh, a friendship, a, a partnership, or a team than it is just soliciting someone for a line item. You're facilitating making somebody else's wishes come true in a lot of ways. Correct. And I, I think it's beneficial for, for both parties. I mean, you help fulfill someone's passion, but you also help fulfill a student athlete's or a student's at Austin Peay's dream. How important is your work to the sustainability of college sports and not just the ability to keep pace with our competition, but now as we enter this new season of uncertainty, the the ability to just, I mean, a lot of it's going to boil down to helping some of our programs survive. Hey, that's probably, that's probably a little strong. I think our programs are going to survive, but thrive maybe is probably the better word. Yeah, I think, I think they're all going to survive. I think it's more of a trying to maximize and give them the best experience they can have. And um, I will not ever say that what I do personally is of this utmost importance of sustainability. I think what uh, the advancement office and working with the athletics office is extremely important because there are things that uh, we may not be able to cover from an institutional standpoint. And um, people being able to support that give the student athletes a better experience. I think uh, we're in an arms race and, and, and so to speak with other college athletics programs. So being able to continue to pace in the right direction and, and give these students a great opportunity um, and, and try to convince them to come here is extremely important from an aspect of student athlete experience from a total gov concept and really to winning. I mean, you're going to draw the best players here when you have the best of X, Y, Z. What are the skills necessary for you to be good at your job? Cause I feel like that's not something that you typically pick up in a classroom. Um, well, I think you definitely have to like to talk to people and you can't be afraid to ask for money. I think those are the two kind of glaringly obvious ones. Um, but I think what's really important to me is passion. I think you have to be bought into what we're doing here. And, and, and I firmly believe in, in President White and, and the university and the Austin P. Athletics Department and what that vision and what that goal is and just being able to interpret that. I don't want to say sell that because we're not trying to sell something, but, but truly get people to understand we're doing things the right way and, and we're trying to really accomplish the best things we can. Sell me on the city of St. Louis. Uh, pass. Ah, okay. So it is the worst. No, it's... um. It, St. Louis definitely molded me there's things in St. Louis that definitely molded me into who I am today. I mean, contrary to your belief, it is uh, considered baseball heaven and the best fans in baseball. And, and that obviously has, uh, has pushed me towards uh, passion about baseball. Uh, I was a finance major that all stemmed from Edward Jones being headquartered in St. Louis. Um, it's, I mean, I met some of my best friends there. I was prepared for college from there and, 
I don't look at it as a negative place at all. I just look at it as a previous home now claiming Clarksville as home. Let's talk about sports and mental health a little bit, because I know this is a passion that's kind of close to your heart. You're somebody who's advocated for something that I think we've all uh, wanted in some capacity, and that's some direct uh, mental health services for our student-athletes. Why is that important to you? It is the utmost importance to me, and, and I think it's so much bigger than our student-athletes. I think it's so much bigger than a university. I think it's it's something that everyone can have uh, more conversations about. I think it's something everything can be more versed on. Just knowing that you're not alone or you're not going through something alone or you can get through this, I think is the utmost importance. We whether it is struggling on the baseball field or whether it is you, or you're just overall struggling, everyone goes through that. And having the ability to really understand that you can get through this and you can ask for help and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, I think is so important. I, I don't want anyone to ever feel there is a stigma of negativity if you go through mental health problems. We all battle these things and having the ability to reach out to someone, I think is so much stronger than being quiet about it because you want to change and we want you to change and, and get better because it is it is of the utmost importance. How are you staying sane right now? It's a question that usually doesn't come up in these interviews, but uh, given the climate, <laughs> what, do you, what are some of your things? Well, again, I mean, you, you build relationships with a lot of these people through through our job. And, and so you reach out to a lot of them, see how they're doing, just check in. So you have a lot of phone calls with uh, supporters and fans of Austin P, as well as your coworkers and your friends and your family. Uh, and, but then from there, um, you know, I'll probably get a puzzle soon. A puzzle. I, I just, I don't have the patience to fish, so I've got to try something else. Uh, I've, I've tried running. I hate that too. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know. You, know, you kind of go a day at a time. Books, question mark? Yes, yes. I've actually read three books in the past, I guess, 11 days we've been uh, working remotely. Put a pin in that. That's going to come up in a little bit. Uh, what is your favorite word? My favorite word, passion. What is your least favorite word? Least favorite word. Who or what inspires you? Those 350 student athletes inspire me, honestly. As cliche as that may sound. That's fair. What is the last book you read for fun? I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Really? I, it is a uh, financial book about how to be um, smart with your finances and what a lot of people struggle to learn uh, at the beginning that hurt them in the long run. What is your worst habit? Hmm. Overthinking. I can see that. What app on your phone gets the most use? Let's look. Let's find out right now. So this is interesting. I'm actually I'm actually kind of proud of this. I'm all right with this. So number one is Twitter, which okay, fair enough. Um, my set though 
is uh, my dailies for from my own personal standpoint. And then my third is a handicap, which is what keeps track of my golf scores and gives me alerts on courses and updates and all that. So. What was the second one? Sorry, you cut out real quick when you said that one. My uh, d- daily Bible verse app. So. so Twitter, the cesspool of humanity, followed by Jesus. Amen. Okay. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Ooh. <laughs> Bases loaded, no outs against a kid that turned out to be a first-round draft pick. Um, went 0-2, and then he hit a ball about 495 feet for a grand slam. Wow. Who was the kid? Oh, he played at Mercer. Oh, Kyle Lewis? Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis. He was like the sixth overall pick. Mariners. I remember him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm sure you do. (laughs) I don't know what was more terrifying, uh, the at-bat or standing on the mound as I watched him run around the bases. Well, by that point, it was all over except the ball eventually landing. Which, which hurt because that was quite a few seconds. What is your idea of happiness? I think being able to unplug. Uh, and I don't think that necessarily means getting away or getting off the grid. But I think just being able to truly be yourself around whoever you're with, whether it's working, whether it's uh, with friends at a restaurant, or whether it's at home alone. I think as long as you can genuinely be yourself, that's my true happiness. What's your idea of misery? Um, no sports. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yeah. What makes you self-conscious? As you and many, many know, I do have a bit of an ego. Um, I was going to say, I'm very interested to hear what winds up being the answer here. uh, I'm very self-conscious about not performing to what other people standards are. And, And that goes back to my overthinking. That is deep. I convinced myself that I should be doing more. They demanded more. The standard is higher. And I get really nervous or self-conscious about something like that. What is the most embarrassing song you love? Oh, let me, let me get the artist's name right now. Because, um, I mean, it's like a I sing in the shower, just get after it song. Uh, Bathroom Floor by Maddie and Tay. What on earth? Uh, I'll go listen to it. I don't think anything you're about to tell me about it could do it justice. It Well, it's about... <laughs> I think it's about a girl that's going through a breakup and she picks herself up from crying off the bathroom. But man, is it empowering. And man, see, again, you asked me my most embarrassing song, so I gave it to you. Oh, hey, that's fine. Everybody's got their thing. I think Taylor Swift's mean absolutely slaps, so... <laughs> How would you prefer to die? as fast as possible. And I don't mean from a right now standpoint. Okay. I mean, if it's going to happen, let's not prolong the situation. Like yeah. I, I don't want it to be hospital bed or, or something to that extent. Let's just, I don't know, quick skydiving accident. That's a fun one. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Hmm. Like any animal? Anything. Wow, any 
thing. Wow. Yeah, you want to come back as a TV remote? Well, guess we'll get it figured out. Huh. All right, I'm going to get really deep on you again. Okay. Shoot. So, a dolphin. And my reasoning is uh, my grandmother, who passed away a year ago, she uh, wanted to be cremated and spread in the ocean to come back as a dolphin. So then, if I come back as a dolphin as well, I get to spend all the time in the world with her. That's a really good one. Thank you. Yeah, usually I'd make fun of you, but I'm not going to this time. That was good. What might prompt you to lie? What prompts me to lie? Yeah, what might prompt you to lie? Um, being caught off guard. I like to be prepared for things and and have typically answers or... So if you're caught off guard, your default is to just lie about it? I don't think it's a, it's a necessarily just immediately I'm going to lie. It's just a, huh, okay, well, let's let's figure out what I'm going to throw out at this point. <laughs> let's, let's just say something to have something out there until I can figure it out. Okay, that's a lie. I think a better answer uh, would be if people ask me how I'm feeling. Oh, that yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What makes you hopeful? Just people. Um, good, uh, like seeing good acts of kindness, seeing people do the right things, just seeing people be good people, as little as the act may be or as big as it may be. I mean, every single day I get to come to a, a job where people philanthropically give to make someone else's life and experience better. I mean, that is, that is extremely hopeful. But at the same time, when I drive to, when I drive down the road and I see someone picking up a piece of trash, that's someone doing a good thing. And, and, and I just think, uh, there's still a lot of hope here. What is our purpose in life? I would like to think to make others lives better. people other people have the same outlook that makes your life better that's fair what would you ask our next guest whoever it was what gets you out of bed in the morning what gets you out of bed in the morning then the opportunity to make student athletes or someone else's lives better that day it's a good reason as any especially right now uh thanks for your time and I understand you want to uh to give a quick plug to Gov's Give and everything that that entails. So the floor is yours, sir. Awesome. So I really just wanted to touch on um, Gov's Give Back, which is a spinoff of Gov's Give because of our situation. We often do Gov's Give, that, that couple days of giving here in April. But with our um, emergency and, and, and pandemic happening, we've switched to Gov's Give Back. And this is really just an initiative that's been provided to uh, create and provide an urgent financial assistance for students, faculty, and staff who have suffered through severe economic or medical or whatever greatest need it is, whether it be a student need a laptop or a student needs to get home or a student has to have food for the food pantry or something like that, they have the ability to give. Uh, right now, we, we, um, we want to make sure that all of our supporters know, like we appreciate them and we, we wanna do whatever we can do for them. But there have been people that have reached out wanting to know what they can do for us. And, and this is a big thing um, 
for our students, faculty, and staff, because it's not just students that have been affected. There have been faculty that are affected by this. There are staff that is affected by this, and we've we've raised money throughout this. And, um, and but it's it's not enough because yes, this this pandemic will end, and we will get through it as a community, as a university. But then there will be another one at some point, at some time, and there will always be emergencies that we have to help students with. And if someone has the urge to really say, you know what, I really want to help, but I love Austin P athletics or I love the college of business. Well, then you can also give to that fund of excellence, which right now all funds of excellence are being used for that emergency fund as well. So just the ability to help Austin P in this community, I think is a really good opportunity. And I would be, uh, not doing my job properly if I wasn't on this and didn't at least make one plug, but, just wanted to make people aware of that because there are people that have asked how to help. Well, that's great, man. And I, I think that's great what you guys are doing. I think it's great what the campus community is coming together to do. Uh, even when we can't be together, we're always, we're trying to figure out ways to help one another. Uh, you guys are a huge part of that. You're a huge part of that. Uh, thank you for coming and being on whatever this is today. I appreciate you taking time. I appreciate just being... I appreciate just having the chance to talk to another human being who's not my wife or son or Casey, because that's been pretty much it for like two weeks. But no, I really appreciate you having me on here. I really enjoy it. And uh, if anyone ever wants to talk, I'm I uh, I'm where I'm where college kids don't want to be right now. I'm in my parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> All roads lead back to the parents' basements originally. Apparently. <laughs> Thanks for coming on today, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks to Jordan Harmon for coming in and, uh, well, not coming in, uh, coming on, joining us, whatever he did. Joining, joining the show. Yeah, be, being present, I guess, would be probably the best way to say it. Um, gosh, as the calendar turns to April, usually uh, we have a lot of cool and interesting things coming up in April, like golf and tennis championships and the ESPYs and graduation in the not too distant future and we don't have any of that none of it but we but we do have some long-term planning going on trying to work ahead for the fall uh casey's already finishing some record books like a real go-getter yeah i got those done but i'm I'm locked in on a lot of homework these days now all of my teachers have decided that we're going to go real hard during this uh corona coronavirus semester well aren't you going to liberty they they didn't even bother to shut the campus down. No, I mean I was online already, so it's I guess it's really no difference for me. But uh, I don't know. I guess the two the two classes I got this semester are uh, real into it. I got three Good papers to do this week. Got to write one of them after we record this podcast. Well, we'll be done soon, buddy. You can get right back to it. I uh, can't wait. If you've been paying attention, we've got our uh, greatest govs football list going. 
on uh, Let's Go P.com and on social media. Um, whiling away the hours, trying desperately to uh, do anything that people might find interesting and distracting during this time when interest and distraction could come in handy. And if you've disagreed with any of our greatest govs to this point, number three, Jay Bailey comes out probably before we even finish recording this podcast. It's all Casey's fault. Everything has been Casey's fault. So uh, all my sorry. fault. And you can, you can yeah. throw hands about it if you want. He'll try to do better next time, but don't don't uh, don't count on it. Nope, don't really don't. It's a bad idea to count on. Last bullet point I had here is how to avoid fighting and alienating everyone you live with. Casey, what are you and Remdog doing to get, keep getting on each other's nerves? Well, yesterday we uh, had an argument about who is the most iconic Will Ferrell character of all time. Yeah, and I understand Remy was wrong. Remy, Remy, Remy leans towards Buddy the Elf. Uh, I have the correct answer, which is Ron Burgundy. Uh, please Burgundy? feel free to tweet at us and discuss. Uh, I don't know Max's Twitter, but you can tweet at him too and tell him he's wrong. Sell Remy down the river. It's at Max underscore Remy 12. Uh, I wouldn't have had Buddy the Elf on top three. I probably would have had... Uh, I had, him right about five. I had him right about five. Ron Burgundy, Ricky Bobby, and either Frank the Tank or uh, the guy playing the cowbell on the Saturday Night Live skit. That's See, I like I like Alex Trebek from Saturday Night Live a lot. Ooh, yeah, that's also a good one. That's that one's more hard lasting too. You know, the the cowbell guy was just the one skit. Right, and then obviously you've got like Step Brothers and um, the other guys and. Semi pro have all got. They're all top ten characters. Jackie now. Moon. Oh yes, there's Jackie. Jackie Moon. Moon's a top ten character. I don't know if he cracks the top five. I don't know if I could put him above Buddy the Elf just because I think right. Semi Pro is kind of a niche thing. I enjoyed it. I know plenty of people who didn't. I think that Ron Burgundy and Ricky Bobby are the most solid top two I could ever have. Yeah, I'd say that's accurate. What about you? Are you fighting with everybody? I go for nice long drives every day, about thirty minutes, just to get. Away. Can't you get arrested for doing that now? I didn't think we were supposed to leave the house to just drive around to do so. But uh, disregard all of that if that's the case. Or you yeah. can just stay in your house for like 72 straight hours like I have. Yeah, you seem like you're coping really well there, bud. I cracked the door once yesterday and that was enough for me. I open a window every once in a while. It's kind of nice. I open the window occasionally when the kitchen gets a little smoky when I'm cooking dinner. Get some uh, airflow going, but that's about it. As usual, this is where we would say go do good things in the community, but the best thing you can do for your community right now is not be out in it. So uh, do that. Do good things uh, by not doing good things for your community. Yeah, do do the best thing by doing nothing, which, that, I mean, I can, if I can do it, you can do it. Um, also, continue to do as good as possible in your classes. Uh, it's important that you don't just not, do that because especially for our student athletes please don't do anything to put your eligibility in jeopardy because we will eventually get back to playing sports i'm pretty sure and we sure would like to have you back to do that again so keep going to class or whatever it is you guys are doing i talked to a couple of people who are getting pretty proficient at zoom so I guess that's, boy, if you got the money, Zoom stock is probably through the ceiling right now. I saw a tweet, and it was really good. It said, uh, Skype blew a 3-1 lead to Zoom. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which, I don't know how it happened. Where did, where did Zoom come from? 
I don't know, man. Skype won the battles. He won the war. That's all I can say. I mean, this was this is like Warriors Cavs finals three one lead. LeBron block. LeBron is Zoom blocking Iguodala, who is Skype. That's a good analogy. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating or review on the podcast, five stars, five stars. It's really good for our own mental health well-being right now. And if you'd like to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Um, really, really, really give us anything to talk about because there's not a ton to talk about If you want to talk right about it, let us know. Yeah, we're we're open books. If you if you got something you're curious about, whether it be about us, Austin P, history, current, hit us. I'm at C Wilson two two five. He's at C underscore Craig nineteen. Love yourselves. Love each other. Wash your hands. Uh, stay away from everybody. Don't interact. Uh, talk to you next week. Just looking for some place where they can start over again And then slowly moving westward Planting flags on stolen land Sometimes I said and wondered